Welcome to episode 9? Episode 9 of our podcast, Synchronicity. You are tapping in to the root of the symmetry. I am ya boy, Tehuti Trismegistus. Chase, please come and fix this. Getting called away from my space by simulations every day. You know, like as a spirit, this is just, this is what I do as a spirit. All right, I'm Chase Callaway. I am called away from Mercury, which is not my space. I have many spaces. All right, I'm a big spirit. <laughs> you feel me? I'm a big spirit. Like I do a lot out here. I have to. And the more I do, the stronger I become and the bigger I get. The more a universe, the more a simulation pops up out of the universe and then sends out signals to Mercury. And the more I answer those signals and make bodies and exit my reality to go enter that reality so that I can get stronger and teach and share whatever I'm getting called away to teach and share in that realm, I, of course, level up, right? Like, that's how I've made Dissect the Dialect. Like, the only reason I'm able to perceive the alphabet in a way that no one else can is because I, I have an individual perspective, right? So here we are, ninth episode. Nine is all about you having your own individual eye. No one can see life quite like you. Why? Because you are an individual spirit. You are an individual space. So how could any other space see your own space? Like, it's just, it's not possible, actually. It's actually completely impossible for another spirit to see your spirit, for another space to see your space. It takes both of you as spaces creating the same kind of energy by vibrating at a similar enough frequency that allows you to build the structures which make connection possible. So this is uh, what we're about to get into in this episode with Hermeticism and my individual perspective, okay? So everything that I have developed with Hermeticism and Simicism is the natural expression of me using light to articulate how spirits use light to articulate their nothingness into somethingness. And this is why then all these religions and all these realms and realities, when I'm out here naturally teaching how spirits build life, because they feel like communicating how free they are when they're alone, it then naturally becomes Judeo-Christian colonizers turning it into, okay, well, we hate being alone, so we're going to teach you that you need us. And then we're going to rape, enslave, colonize, and invade all of your lands with these ideas that we twisted from Hermes so that we can make you connect with us. And also, we're just going to steal his caduceus, too. <laughs> and we're just going to alchemize a whole environment into disgusting climate change, heavy metal land. So this episode is dedicated to my seven principles of Hermeticism and how these rules that I have created are, I mean, designed by me to articulate uh, to express the natural laws, okay? So it's not about there's one God, all right? This is what Christians, uh, this is what Jewish people, this is what just white supremacist religions in general, 
work so hard to twist my teachings into. It's disgusting. They Because they hate being alone with themselves. Again, it's that simple. If you love being alone, then you're only interested in creating your own heaven, in your own simulation, in cultivating your own garden. Again, your ST ability. Sex is not a sin when you are connecting with yourself. Christians and Jewish people view sex as a sin because they desire to rape indigenous peoples to create the life of their dreams, which then looks like stealing my principles and saying, hey, let's go invade indigenous worlds and force them to believe that the only way they can be happy is if they're enslaved to us. And it's just like the ultimate ugly, like super lost projections and twisted stuff. This, this is wild here. All right. So this is why I'm here. I'm, I hate this. <laughs> you know, I hate this. I'm very passionate about this. So I have a lot of heat and anger uh, to be channeled into air here, right? Because you can't see my imagination. So this is the point of all of us as spirits creating water because it allows us to cool down and make our imaginations actually practical. Okay. So this is uh, my principles of hermeticism. As far as like when you look them up and you see like the seven main principles, it's me naturally articulating the natural limits that spirits put themselves in so that they can be unlimited inside of a form. We are unlimited. We're just using forms to be unlimited together, which has to look limited or else we would encroach on all of each other's boundaries. We wouldn't like we would be encroaching on each other's consent, right? We'd be projecting into each other's space. Like that's what fire is, is projection. So the moment you're trying to be like, oh, you're not actually Thoth. If you're a Thoth, then you would be able to imagine something and channel it into reality right now and just automatically change the world. Like that's a Christian, a Jewish person got you in that lost idea. Like it's literally just this. It's as simple as that. This is why I'm the God of communication. I'm the God of wisdom. All right. True wisdom is knowing that your communicative ability is so infinite. The only way that you could possibly connect your imagination with other spirits is to get trapped, to get lost in the vibe and eat the same words that they are and subconsciously build the same connections with all the same lights. This is why it takes me being 24 to do this right now. So I've gone through this life for 24 years. I'm now six years old in that way. So this is me having sex internally, this podcast. This is me in my ST ability. Right, you are listening to a vibrational form of the Callaway Caduceus right now. This is me bringing my serpents up into my tree, up into my trunk, so my wings can take flight and I can fly in my mind. And now I'm channeling all the ways in which my mind is flying right now, based on how I'm having sex with myself, back into Earth. So I'm flying inside, I'm bringing my ability to have sex into my own space, cultivate my tea cultivate my tea repeatedly, my tea repeatedly, my tree repeatedly by just wrapping my S around my T. So now I have my ST ability, which allows me to spur the wings, the mental gymnastics wings, become a bird in my mind and fly away from my body. And now as my mind is flying out of my body, I'm seeing all the lights in the universe. I'm able to be my bird. I'm the ego, the eagle. 
my ego, the eye of Ra and cell, my ego desires to see everything so that I can communicate about it and connect everyone so we're never actually lost. Because the definition of being lost is not thinking that you are creating your imagination or not thinking that you're creating your ability to be aware. So now you're using your ability to be aware to react to all the awareness around you. And if all the awareness around you is also limited, you're in hell. You're in hell. And then it takes me getting called here to then enter hell. And now I can be like, wow, it's really bad. <laughs> you know, like, wow, it's really bad. And let me talk about how bad it is so that we can uh, consciously communicate into a better world. Because the fact is this world's so bad because people are just so unconscious in their ability to communicate. We are taught to, right? This English language is a weapon that's forged against indigenous peoples to enslave and rape us, to steal everything that we create so that we feel like the only way we can be happy is to serve people who hate us. So this episode, we are about to dissect, just get into like the real subconscious meanings. And like, you're again, you're tapping into the root of the symmetry. So you're only going to get hermeticism and symmetism and life explained from the messenger of Mercury in this way. Like, it's not going to be anywhere else in the internet. Like, so everything on the internet about the principles of hermeticism, right? They're cute. They're cute. Let's make them hot. I stem on my trees, breathe in my leaves, balance my chi, triple my sea. My mind's been flying while my soul's been crying. I stem on my trees, breathe in my leaves, balance my chi, triple my sea. My soul's been crying while my mind's been flying so high. Through the astral plane, macabre brain. I built your game, we're not the same My soul's been crying while my mind's been fine To relay a word, those who listen heard We make our vibe from deep inside My soul's been crying while my mind's been flying back Into my space, called away with haste So I'll fall with grace to thrill my chase My mind's been flying Water my earth, I know my worth My soul gives birth to all my work My mind's been flying wild My soul's been crying so I can't connect With those you neglect Time to correct How we reflect My mind's been flying wild My soul's been crying too Who flood the sea with energy From my energy I'm free to be me I vow to inspire you to say how to fly higher too. And break the facade, take a trip, then go abroad When you're brave, they will apply We get in touch with your true God I've been fighting, I've been vibing When I'm dancing with the 
demons reversing curses and scheming They be fiending for reasons to change our sins like the season So I've been falling cause y'all been calling My mind out of my spirit, I feel it best when I'm near it But y'all cry for help and I hear it, so Hermes flies out to stare it In a new healthy direction will grow through natural connections So I simmer my trees, breathe in my leaves Balance my chi, triple my seed and level up like it's nothing to turn into something The bust and the function bumping and pumping with all the wisdom I'm gushing to when I Simmer my trees, breathe in my leaves, balance my chi, triple my seed I fell to inspire you Seven Hermetic Principles. So, there's many ways I can go with this, right? So, uh, I mean, I would esoterically need multiple mouths to say everything I want to say. So, I have to learn how to keep things in points. And I, I mean, I'm, I get better at that every day. Because I think in a circle, right? I think in air. Uh, I don't think linearly. So, when I'm doing my best to uh, communicate everything linearly, because that's literally every time I speak, you know, it's a stone being cast out of my mouth in a straight line towards you. So we're vibing based on me projecting out and then you're reflecting on my projection and then you project out, I reflect on your projection. This is why air is balance, fire is projection, water is reflection, air is what makes life possible. Right, we are all projecting and reflecting so that we can balance and by balancing, this is how we create earth. So you project, I reflect, we balance, and now we settle on something structured. We can come to an agreement, right? A conclusion, right? So that's the point of Earth. This is how all bodies are built. We've covered this in uh, the Magic Square talk and everything. Anything that you can see, every structure that you can see, every structure that you can touch was built through symmetry's cycle of three. It was built through a spirit projecting out an idea reflecting slash connecting with that idea and then balancing it in a way that allows it to settle inside of its structure. And then we do that repeatedly to be able to create an arm, a heart, a leg, a body, all these organs that make up the body, right? All these structures are constantly, they are all matter that is constantly transforming yet settling from how we are communicating our energy. And of course we know all of our energy is vibrating at a certain frequency and our frequency is what separates all of us as spirits. My frequency, my idea of freedom is not the same for you. Like this is like, especially it's obvious here in this world where it's so ran by a uh, backwards white supremacy. It, it's weird that most people think that freedom is to actually be a slave to the people who are taking your freedom. They're like, okay, I'll have more freedom as long as I do whatever the people who are enslaving me tell me to do. So this is how logic works. You know, like 
anyone can say anything and make anything work because that's what life is like as we have all these historical representations of how spirits literally use light they use logic to make their feelings matter so that's what i mean everything with hermeticism and cynicism is about no matter what you're doing as a spirit you are finding a way to use your light to use your logic to make your feelings matter that's the only reason that you exist that's the only reason you matter to yourself that's the only reason you have a body so the only reason you can observe or consciously be aware of literally anything in any way, shape, or form is only because you are vibrating at a certain frequency to create energy that you feel like expresses yourself and allows you to be aware of something outside of you. And now you're able to connect with other spaces, right? So you're not in control of what I'm saying. You have no idea what I'm about to say next. I could go off the wall and start saying some wild stuff that actually traumatizes your heart, brain, and guts, you know? And, <laughs> and it takes me as a spirit being empathetic with myself to know that I don't want to project that out because I don't want other people to connect with that because I don't want you to feel like that because I want you to feel awesome. And then that's where I, as a Virgo, I'm more than happy to get super negative about anything because negativity is necessary. If we ignore the things we don't want to look at, that is, here we are, the definition of lost. Because there's really no such thing as what you don't want to look at at that point, right? Like, because, of course, you there are things that you don't want to look at. But the fact is, the moment that you decided there's something you don't want to look at, that's you figuring out what you want. And now you as a spirit are deciding to connect with something other than nothing, which is how lostness happens in general when you start to let your emotions be dictated by what you're seeing instead of nothingness instead of just creating your emotions so when we are conditioned by white supremacy to be so reactive to the world then this is where our spiritual power is completely dampened completely our spiritual power is gone because Spiritual power is creating something from nothing. The power that you have as a spirit is literally, as I'm saying, turning your feelings into matter. Your body, physical representation of your feelings mattering. Every day you wake up, you know, you dress your body, you clean your body, you maybe you exercise a little bit, maybe you like to take care of your body, right? Because we're literally in a world that works so hard to destroy our bodies and create health problems inside of us, that it's a challenge. We have to consciously work harder to be healthier in this world because white supremacy is using my caduceus to poison the environment uh, so diligently because it allows them to profit, right? That's their idea like, okay, we can build a structure off of this simulation by destroying it and then making everyone inside of that simulation build us up. So then that's literally, I mean, what the Jews and Christians have been doing is just raping, destroying indigenous peoples, but making sure that they leave enough so that when indigenous peoples are building themselves up, we're using the English language, right? So now I'm building up the world of the colonizers who have forced me to speak this language all because I have to communicate, right? I have to communicate with to you with something. And if we both, 
if you don't know the same language that I know, like it doesn't matter. Me as Hermes, if I come into this realm with my whole own language, what good is that going to do? Right? Like how? How am I going to communicate with you if my ideas are actually completely individual to me? I'm going to tell you it's not possible in all, all facets of the universe, okay? So here's the practicality of life, elements. When you as a spirit are making your feelings matter, this is the point of you using elements. And this is what the magic square is and everything we've covered with you being nothing, first creating fire and then creating water and then making air and then making earth. And now all of that is energy, that's five. And then science, right? We're in the scientific revolution, whatever. They twist hermeticism. They take all of my teachings of the elements and they're like, okay, cool. So we're creative because we stole from a creator. Now let's make sure that we can consume other creators by twisting it into something that makes everyone feel more stupid and dumber than us. And now we have the periodic table <laughs> where instead of fire, water, air, and earth, and we can uh, intuitively understand how spirits use light to create life, we have a hyper logical, hyper numerical, hyper thoughtful, and thus chi blocking system of all these periodic elements talking about just a bunch of made up stuff, you know, like, cause it's this, cause then it's all just like hyper detailed categories on something that was already working when it was simple. So you're tapping into the root of the symmetry cause we're getting it simple. See why simple, see why we see why we're alive, right? The periodic table doesn't want us to see why we're alive. Science, white supremacists, Christians, Jewish people, the and when I say people, of course, I mean the actual religion. Uh, it's because it's way bigger than anyone alive right now. That's what, <laughs> obviously, like that's where you can't get triggered by anything I'm saying. You just got here. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I don't even care if you're 80 years old or like 200 years old. This predates you. You like, I'm, I'm old. So I'm speaking from a place of not personal. I'm not, I'm not speaking like if you are someone who subscribes to judaism or christianity like i get i get it i mean i've been a christian most of my life i was forced to when you're born into an environment and your spirituality is dictated by the environment then you're gonna make it work with whatever religion you have that's why i'm so passionate about talking about the truth of how these religions colonized and invaded indigenous lands to even become matter in the first place and then where are their ideas coming from? Again, me. Colonizers. Crusaders. They want to consume everything they can see. Here I am, Chase Clarence Calloway. It's all that sea energy. It's about, it's, it really is just about that communication, right? Like we see that spirits build life through communication and you can't say otherwise. I don't, it doesn't, you are literally going to prove how infinitely unintelligent you are the moment you try to possibly say that life is not built through communication. The moment you try to look at plants growing and you're like, yeah, but it's all one God. Dude, get out of my space with that. I'm saying this because it's really important to be aware of this. Of course, when we are, are getting into 
anything with spirituality anything because you are an individual that's why i have to really drill this in the moment someone tries to tell you that you're not an individual that is another individual who wants you to connect with them because guess what like i mean i've been through this like this is what my life has been <laughs> you know i'm being forced to fast i'm being forced to worship jesus but then the moment i start fasting like jesus now all of a sudden the people who love and support him all the people who worship him the system who worships him doesn't want me to do what he does and then i have to be more in my logical individual bag of hold up how come the system that's telling me to give my entire life to jesus because he's better than me doesn't want me to do what he actually did how come all these people who believe that they should sacrifice their life to jesus to be happy aren't even willing to fast for three days, let alone 20, let alone 30, let alone 40 like him. When in the Bible, Jesus literally, the story is that he needed to fast alone to communicate with God. How am I not supposed to be inspired by that? And how are you going to tell me that I'm not supposed to do that? when you're the one who's forcing this story into my space. Like, and this is it's so gross, it's so weird. It's just the, ugh, the, how the Americas have been built is so nasty and disgusting. Like for you to come into a land where people are fasting and you're like, well, we already sacrificed someone who fasted. So now we get to rape you in the name of our God. And we're gonna lie about it because this is what love is. And then I can talk to <laughs> my spiritual roommate from Cali when he's filling my head up with, oh, well, it's okay, Chase, the world, the world will be good as long as we keep loving. Like, bro, it is your white supremacist version of love that has resulted in the rape and cannibalistic consumption of my family. And of course, then when I'm telling you that, you don't care, right? You, you don't care because you're the part, you're literally on the other side. You're the part of the culture that is reliant on consuming me. And you love consuming me so much that you just call it love. And so now, no matter how much I talk about how negative the effects of you raping me are, all you're going to talk about is how much you love to do it. And you're going to keep doing it. And now I have to be an intelligent spirit to know how to build better boundaries and protect myself from rapists. Protect myself from white supremacists, Christians, and Judeo colonizers who want to steal my creations as Hermes so that they can colonize my land of Teotihuacan, of Thoth, of Tehuti, that two energy, the stuff that we built here in America so that they can manifest their new world. And it's all just because they're not happy alone. And what we're, when spirits are not happy alone, they destroy themselves and then they constantly need to spread out to other spaces to destroy other places. This is now why these same entities that have continuously used the teachings of Hermes to rape indigenous peoples into virtually non-existence and create climate change, now believe the only solution for human life is to somehow twist this earth into metal that allows them to go interstellar and take their bodies to other planets where they can then just do the same exact thing that they did to us here, there. It is beyond disgusting. Like I need to make new English words for just how disgusting 
this system is the these these european british judeo colonial structures that are weaponizing spirituality to say spirituality is not real like i would have to make up whole new words to describe how much i abhor these spirits okay so and of course these spirits like they're so disgusting the only way they can feel make me connect with them is to come into my space and tell me that i'm not god and that i need to serve them if i'm going to really get connected to god because they're not god they don't feel creative so they're using their creative power to come consume my creations and tell me that i'm not creative so that they can keep consuming me it is beyond disgusting i'm so angry i'm so angry so clearly my imagination separates me from everyone else because no one could possibly imagine how angry i am about this because no one understands or understands no one can see what i see no one can see how what i have created has been used to consume when everything that i create is only meant to help you create anytime i'm creating it's so you can create but of course white supremacist entities who don't feel creative and they want to consume you they're going to see what i create and then use it to consume the caduceus again medical industry i create the caduceus to show you wow look you create your body by having sex with yourself and now that's a structure that you can use to take flight in your mind and then channel your ability to communicate into the realm that you find yourself in and then the medical industry is like yeah cool so we're gonna force everyone to sit in school all day every day so we can actually destroy their bodies we we're gonna destroy their spines so now they're forced to create health problems that we're going to use the caduceus to harvest and now we're going to keep creating more and more health problems the more you have suffer from them each time you go to the hospital you're we're about to experiment on you with hermes hermes's caduceus we are about to harvest your chi with the symmetry because that's our version of creativity as judeo-christian colonizers so this is why i'm here literally this is why i'm here speaking english as hermes okay it takes me doing this like because i'm the individual spirit that uh great power comes great responsibility all right and responsibility literally means your response ability so literally this is what i'm doing right now like this is why we can just google me and see all my past lives we can just go on chase your genes see my past lives explained way more clearly and concisely than google ever will because i'm literally the spirit who is creating myself so i have to live out my own expression of me and thus the people who find that valuable are going to connect with it and then consume it and colonize it and turn it into the medical industry that we have today <laughs> turn it into Christianity, turn it into uh, Judaism, turn it into just all these different religions and all these different spiritual systems that are built off of Hermeticism. Because Hermeticism is the spiritual system of how you as a spirit build your organ system in general. Like how, how do you as a spirit create a system that allows you to connect your infinite chaos with other spirits. So this is why everything that you can see is structures. Like everything has to be grounded or else it's not gonna be a thing. 
And then it's just about these levels of uh, groundedness. So, my hermetic principles are me creating seven laws that I feel like expresses very concisely how spirits use the number seven, use consciousness to create eight, to create the universe, to create connections that now we can all observe. And that's the nine. So you are the nine. You are the perspective using your seven. So the nine would then be, I, I, one could say the higher self. You are your own higher self using your own consciousness, your own awareness to create connections that then express your subconscious. And the more you can connect with other spirits to create and express your subconscious, the more you're able to learn about who you are, build the life of your dreams and shit's lit. So that's what the number seven's about. It's about you as a consciousness severing into the simulation. So this is the natural expression of all of us in that way, as far as um, we're all connected because it's the only way we can create the circumstance where we can appreciate how separate we are. I, as a spirit, am so unique and individual from you. Like you have no idea what's going on in my space, in my imagination. And the only way you could possibly start to see that is because I literally feel like connecting it with you. And because both of our feelings are in resonance, because you're listening to me speak, and because I feel like speaking, we are now building a structure right now. So my feeling, my water, is being channeled through a voice. You're feeling your water is reflecting upon my voice. And that in and of itself is building an esoteric body right now. So you and I are building earth right now because we are connecting both of our twos. Two plus two is four. So this is just naturally like how alchemy numbers plays out in infinite realities forever and ever. Like we're constant, like we have to do this. So this is why the first law is all is mental, right? It's not about how white supremacists or Billy Carson or whoever is indoctrinated into uh, Judeo-Christian thinking is trying to put it, which is that we're all part of one mind, right? So now I as Hermes create a system for my own individuality. But then when I come back into this realm, people are using my own system to teach me I'm not an individual. Like this is why I'm so passionate about this because it's twisted. Like it takes me creating a body back in this realm to go through this knowing that I have my own memories. So when people are trying to tell me that I don't have memories, so for great example, Christians, the only way they can relate with me, the only way that Judeo-Christian colonizers can relate with me is by projecting onto me that I have not lived before. Because they would have to acknowledge that I'm actually wiser than they are. <laughs> right? I'm way wiser than anyone could get in one lifetime. That's what spirits do, really, you know? So the moment you as a spirit are literally trying to say that I haven't lived more than once. That's just the ultimate hell projection. And I have to like make sure I don't connect with you because you're explicitly telling me that you don't feel like you lived more than once. 
Thus, you don't feel creative. The only reason you would feel like you have not lived more than once is because on a subconscious level, you as a spirit do not feel like you have anything actually worth creating and actually worth sharing from your individual space. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. Like, it's straight up. That's the only reason. That's actually the only reason. Otherwise, you are not going to get hit with the gaff. <laughs> You're not going to get hit with that side eye. You're not going to get hit with any games of someone telling you that you have not actually lived before. Because you on a subconscious level, this is me as a kid. All right. This is why I was talking to Iricel since, I mean, talking to him consciously since like sixth, seventh grade, but I made up the name, right? Like fourth, fifth grade. This is what made me talk to Iricel. This is how I've been talking to Iricel throughout all of my Christian schooling. So all of my time being forced to worship Jesus and believe that the only way I can connect to God is through Jesus, I was still talking to myself as Iricel. It was just on a scientific level, right? So they had colonized my spirituality, okay? And I was stuck with science. I was like, all right, well, that's their spirit. That's and not even their spirit. That's like, okay, here's the religion, but this is what feels good to me talking to my subconscious mind, talking to Iricel. And then it took me fasting 24 days in downtown Chicago and getting through many psychedelic trips <laughs> to then realize that Iricel is literally just my higher self. And thus my connection with my higher self is through my subconscious mind. So again, it's very important that you fast because the more you fast, the more you can connect with yourself through your subconscious mind. And now you're actually able to create life. So this is your subconscious, your water, is you bringing your feelings into reality so that then your consciousness, which is your fire, can see them. And then that's why your body and your consciousness, your body is your earth, your consciousness is your fire. And both only matter because of your water, your feeling. So both your body and your consciousness, both your earth and your fire are actually powered by water. And then this is why it's all mental, because then that's air. So it's all about us using our air, using our ability to communicate how we combine our fire and water to build and stabilize any structures that we're using to experience ourselves. It's the only reason your hand can move, right? You can, the only reason you move your body is because your mind wants to move your body. So this is it, you know, like you can't, this is it. This is literally it. <laughs> Again, like this is it. <laughs> You know, like I, I can go Hermes Trismegistus mode and like make it way more complex and add way more logic. The point of symmetry is that we're making it as simple as can be. All right. So then Thoth and Tehuti, Tchaus can build upon that. We can build pyramids with all this simple stuff. Right. And then it's just easy to talk about it forever. Right. We can build all the periodic systems and tables. You can build all of your own religions off of what I'm telling you right now. It's just the fact is you're going to have to use what I'm sharing with you because what I'm sharing with you is the basic blueprint, the basic alchemical makeup natures of how spirits alchemize their nothingness into something. And it always takes us communicating. So this is why it's all mental, right? Your whole life is mental. Your imagination doesn't matter until you feel like connecting with it. And once you bring your feelings into your imagination, into your fire, you're creating air 
that allows you to communicate how you feel about your imagination. And now your imagination is constantly transforming based on how you feel about it and what you want. And that's all being expressed through air. That's all being expressed through communication. And then that air is constantly spreading out. So then that's why when you speak as a spirit, it just spreads out into the universe, literally, because it's all us speaking like the we are speaking the universe into existence right now. We are speaking the universe, your universe into exit stance. So you as a spirit, the moment you speak, the moment you breathe out, you put that who into hooty, who the who in human you breathe out who that's color. That's what who man is. So it's about colorful light. That who is color, that man is light. So as a human, you're a human, okay? You're not a race, you're not a religion, you're not a nationality, you're not a gender, you're not a label, you're not anything. If you're any label, you're a human because a human is a spirit communicating how colorful they are with light. Now, if you don't feel colorful, you're going to make me believe that I'm black and do your best to bring some Freemasonic checkerboard garbage into my reality so that you can flatten my space and enslave and rape my family forever. Because that's how you desire to create life, by consuming the blood of my indigenous peoples. And boom, I mean, that's where then we see uh, one could say cold, <laughs> cold gold mines gold mines versus cobalt mines and the idea of um producing value versus taking value and how indigenous spirits are literally the spirits who produce value an indigenous spirit is a spirit who creates nature and money a spirit who desires to consume nature needs to create money so that they have an excuse to but we know for a fact obviously money is only backed up by nature Right, like money only matters because an individual somehow used their imagination to point at things that they did not own. They're pointing at these structures outside of themselves. They're like, I want that, so I own it now because I have money. And it's like, well, what's money? Oh, it's a number that I made up. The more numbers that you have of this, the more you can consume, colonize, and control how spirits around you connect. So now instead of focusing on controlling yourself, you can control others because you have a number that allows you to project your imagination into other people's space. And then you're like, oh, well, that sounds like something that only serves you and not me. <laughs> and boom, here we are, right? Like that's literally the fact. Money only serves the white supremacists who have brought it into the Americas. Like, obviously you can't buy land. The indigenous peoples did not have any of their land bought from them. All this land has been stolen with the imagination of white supremacists who want to rape us into existence because they believe that that's what uh, God is. <laughs> it's so lost. It's so disgusting. So you see like why I'm here. Like I'm passionate about this because it's it's needed this is where climate change is being caused from like this all this gross mental malfunctioning of people not being able to communicate uh intelligently 
people not being able to communicate in a way that actually builds their life. So now we're all forced to build a life for people who aren't even building a life for us. Like they're not, and not even well for themselves. That's the thing. Like we are serving people who not only don't serve us, but they don't even serve themselves. Like they're serving entities that are only focused on harvesting, colonizing and controlling and being completely unsustainable. And it's completely unnatural to us as humans, as spirits in human bodies, it is unnatural for us to be going through such extreme circumstances like this. The only reason the world is like this is because entities are so lost in white supremacist ideas and the idea that money actually gives you freedom instead of the fact that you are literally just serving whoever told you that money matters so that now they can make money matter and now they can steal all of your land with this concept that they brought to you when in reality if i mean what like i have the land like you you're taking my creations you're taking my stuff like you you have nothing like that's why you have to use money to make me serve you because what is money nothing you have nothing you have nothing you have nothing you white supremacists literally have nothing so all you can do is make up numbers make up a concept called money that allows you to weaponize numbers so that you can steal something from everyone else all because you're so obsessed with being something and it's like so twisted just follow hermeticism have sex with yourself build your own garden like, do you as a white person hate yourself so much that you literally can't be alone in your own space? I guess so. That's literally why you're a white person. As far as the color white is all about projecting out your fire, projecting out your vision so you can be seen. So white people are obsessed with being seen, but seen for what? Huh? Seen for what? Right? White people want to be famous. White people want to be connected. That's why they're constantly projecting into indigenous people's lands and raping our families and stealing our resources because they want us to see them. They need us to see them. This is why black then is unseen, right? So fire is seen, you see fire. Blackness, water, you don't see water, you feel water. So white people need black people to see them and they need black people to then be unseen which is why they work so hard to consume, steal everything that we create from our blackness so that they can be seen for it, right? This is what they do with me as Hermes. This is what they do with everything as far as just right now, this idea that it's all one God and that no matter what you're looking at is the expression of something greater than you. And it's like, okay, well, who taught you that? Because subconsciously you're agreeing that they are your God, even though you're literally agreeing that they're not your God because they're telling you that God is bigger than them too. So really the whole thing then is that no one knows. You're trying to say that no one knows why we're alive. And that's disgusting. That's not hermetic. <laughs> that's, not that's not symmetry. That's not somatic. That's not Trismegistus. That's not hermetic. That's literally just you using hermeticism to then tell people that life is not hermetic. So you're using alchemy, you're using your ability to communicate, to say that we are not creating life by communicating. 
and in reality we're just experiencing something that was already set out so now it's just about making you believe you're not in control of yourself and thus you're just forced to react to what has already been set in motion which is slavery <laughs> so now you're just forced to be a slave because you don't know how to create a better world and this is why we're taught this is why we're forced to be raised through school this is why i was forced to sit through grade school high school and college and it was all to prepare me for now just a pandemic where i can't even use my degree or work any kind of job like i would have anyway uh, I literally have to create my own thing. So <laughs> it's so silly the way white supremacists and yeah, this system just gets to steal all of your energy and they use money to do it. That's the point of money. Money is an idea that steals your freedom. And the more you let it steal your freedom, the more you create metal. So now you're actually making money metal because you're letting it steal your feelings from yourself. So this is what mentalism is. Your mind is your metal. Your mind is your money. Your mind is your ability to stabilize how you communicate. And when another spirit wants to make money off of how you communicate, they're going to tell you that you are not creative and that you need to serve them. This is what we're going through with having to speak English and being so deep in white supremacy right now. So. I'm saying all that to drive in the fact, like just the point that as we're about to continue with uh, the principles of hermeticism, just know like all that, <laughs> all that in terms of life is hermetic. We're talking about these principles of hermeticism to bring consciousness to the fact that as spirits, we create life because we want to connect with other spirits. It's that simple. It's that simple. Everything from there is details. And that's all subconscious details based on the individuals that you're connecting with. So white supremacist individuals can see me simply talking about and creating life. And they're like, wow, this indigenous spirit is creating an awesome life. We should make money off of that. Then they're going to come over, do their best to steal my land, steal my resources and convince me that I'm actually not creative and that I need to create for them because they're creative. And it takes me being an intelligent spirit to know, okay, well, you would not be projecting this idea into my space if you were actually creative though. Like if you were actually happy alone and you were actually in your own simulation, you actually created your own garden, you wouldn't be coming here telling me that I'm not creative. And you especially wouldn't be so stupid as to use my creations to tell me I'm not creative. Disgusting. Again, uh, disgusting is just like the basic English word that I have to describe this kind of behavior. So, this is why everything corresponds. Ha ha ha. <laughs> this brings us to our second principle. This is, or, I mean, the principles of Hermeticism. There's seven laws, whatever. Principles, laws, right? Because think of a principle of the school, right? A principle lays down the law of the school. So, life is one big school the universe life is just one big high school you know we're just getting high at school it's high school <laughs> and speaking of which 
So high is lie, right? So we are using light to get height. So this is why air, we're always looking up. As a body inside of air, we are the air. You as a spirit, you are air anchoring yourself into a body. You are a mind anchoring yourself into a body. So you're, you are air anchoring yourself into earth. You are air, you are mind anchoring yourself into a body. So now you can animate that body and now you're making earth matter. And you only made this matter through communication in the first place. So it's literally like this polarity thing of you built the structure so that it can matter. And the structure only matters because you are constantly building it, right? If you don't wake up tomorrow and transform your body in certain ways, you're not going to matter anymore. And if you stop doing certain things, then you're not going to matter anymore. Like that's literally how reality works. So it takes you building your body first so that you can exist with yourself alone. And then it takes you expressing yourself in your body so that spirits who are in similar bodies to you can connect and resonate with what you've got going on internally. The fact is you build life through communicating though. Again, cycle of three. You as nothingness, project an idea, connect with that idea, balance it so it can settle into a structure. And now that structure is being animated by you constantly going through that three chi air process. So of course everything has to correspond because I mean, it's all corresponding with you. Like you're the one creating life. So when we think about um, the different levels of reality in the universe. So when we are in a body, we're looking up at air, that's all of our minds. So we are using our minds to create earth. This is why it rains, right? Our, the, the rain is a physical representation of us bringing our higher feelings into density because our feelings are nothing but rain is what creates life because it's literally the physical manifestation of us making our desire to connect so dense that it becomes liquid and this liquid becomes the universe and then really this liquid is just like different states of light so really the universe is air but it feels like water the universe is communication, but it feels like connection because you can only communicate with what you are connected to. Of course, air can only come out of water. If you're not connected to me, then how are we going to communicate? That's, again, the point of why I had to go through this whole life of living 24 years and connecting with this, this language and connecting with this world and connecting with the history and connecting with all these lights in a similar enough way to you that now we can build upon that. So this is just naturally what we do as spirits. This is our desire to connect and communicate on ideas that express our nothingness. Or else what's the point? <laughs> you know, like literally, what's the point? What's the point in being alive if you're not connecting and communicating with other spirits about ideas that you resonate with? I can't see a point. That's why I get called out of my space. You see why I'm Chase Callaway, haha, <laughs> Chase Callaway, right? You I, like it? Just I, I, I do not want to be here unless I am called to specifically 
perform a mission. I'm way too happy alone. And I have my whole own system of being super happy alone. I have my own simulations. I'm pop like, bro, of course I'm popping. Like, what? I'm the magic man. <laughs> like, I'm the one who builds reality. Okay? So, and again, like the fact, like I'm here talking about, I'm the one who builds reality so that I can show you how you build reality. Cause then it takes again, a Christian Judeo colonizer to see me building reality and be like, okay, cool. So let's steal what he's doing so that we can make everyone else believe that they're not building reality so that they'll build our reality. And now it takes me as Chase, as Symmetry, as Trip C, as Hermes to come in and go through the same hell that is being created from this manipulation to now be able to communicate ourselves out of the manipulation. You feel me? You feel me? So this is why everything has to correspond uh, because the fact is the universe is air. The universe looks like air. It feels like water and is then powered by all of our imaginations but like more so our circumstances. And really that's where, for a better word, I would say our souls. Because your soul is individual to you. Your soul as a spirit is how you connect with your own ego. So your soul is an expression of your universe. The universe itself is a collection of all the souls who want to connect with another soul. So this is why everything in the universe is connected. Because the moment you as a spirit want to connect with something outside of yourself, you have to get connected to one big structure. And then once you make like once you get connected to that big structure, that is the whole universe that allows us to build all these tiny little simulations. And now we are constantly like making Earth inside of this water, inside of this structure, because we felt like connecting our own water structure, our own soul with spirits outside of ourselves. Right. That's why the is letter 22 in the alphabet. Two plus two, four. You and I, we are creating a vibe right now that is building a body based on my individual vibration connecting with your individual vibration. My two is being added to your two and now we are constructing a box which is a very dense vibe that can either, we can get lost in thinking that we're either victims or thinking that we are victors, thinking that we are actually victorious and in control, or we can get so lost in the box that we're building together, we think we're not in control of our circumstances because we're connecting with people who are in control of our circumstances. Right, so if someone's telling you that you need money so that you can live in a land that they stole from people, who would not have required you to need money, then the more you serve that person, you're only going to create their circumstances while feeling depressed and anxious and disconnected from yourself because you're not in control of your own circumstances. They're using your ability to be in control of your circumstances to control theirs, which is impossible. So you're just always gonna be in that reaction of like not having enough money, not having enough of this concept that you were taught that you needed by people who are colonizing and raping my family, <laughs> my indigenous systems throughout all of North, South and Central America because they need your attention.
that badly. They need your energy that badly. That they're willing to go through any extent to lie and manipulate to make that happen. Again, this this is why I need more words than disgusting. Way more. Like, they need to be, like, multiple syllabus words that I, like, feel, like, gross when I'm saying. And then I, like, bring fire into them. So I can, like, project project that out. Like, you're... <laughs> Something like that. You know, like, disgusting is the closest word to that comedy. So, everything corresponds. Because you have to correspond with yourself. When you know that life is a reflection of you and it's elemental, then... This is where, you know, we get that as above, so below type deal. It's you as a spirit knowing that if you are anchored and experiencing yourself inside of a body, then it's because you are using elements to make, to stabilize your space. It's as simple as that. If you as a spirit find yourself aware in a body, it is because you are using elements to stabilize your space. And then these elements naturally uh, become limited in numbers. So then that's why although you are uh, in one body, your body is made up of how many trillions of cells, right? Like, you know, I said trillions, right? I mean, one could say, I don't know, millions, billions, trillions is really high. But for real, though, like how many trillions of cells? You know, so it is about that... Uh, you as a spirit, when you're, you are inevitably always going to be an individual. You can't not be an individual. It's just that as you become more aware as an individual, more and more individuals will start to support you. And that literally is what looks like your body. So when you have a body like supporting your ability to communicate, that in and of itself is a bunch of spirits creating a own their own little universe so that you can operate inside of the universe so it's always about this us building structures because we desire to communicate and thus all these structures are going to correspond so your body is always corresponding with your mind right your mind is the higher form of you that is communicating its air into this practical body and your mind is being created by you combining your imagination and your feelings, right? Like you have nothing to communicate if you don't have an imagination and you don't have a kind of feeling about that imagination. So you literally, as a spirit, literally, you have to connect with yourself. You just ha you have to if you're going to communicate anything because you have to have your own fire and water. You have to have your own imagination, your own idea, your own intention, and then you have to have some kind of feeling about that. And it takes you combining those that allows you to animate and communicate and build the air, which then results in the structures that would naturally come from you communicating such. So look at your organs right anything in a body look at a tree this is just what everything is and why if you go and cut down a tree the tree will fall because it's corresponding with your actions It's corresponding with what you're doing in physical reality because that's the point of all of us being here we're all connected 
and corresponding to each other so that we can learn more about ourselves than we could possibly learn if we were alone. If we were alone in our own spaces, then how would we really learn about ourselves? Honestly. Like, that's also um, being lost in yourself then, just in your own imagination. You feel like the only thing that matters is you. So you have uh, no empathy. This is what white people, white supremacists in general, this is their mentality. Right, where they're lost in their own imagination. So now they feel like only their imagination matters, which is why they feel empowered to use love to spread genocide and build systems off of the brutal rape of indigenous peoples for centuries and do it all in the name of God because they literally just believe so much that it's only their imagination that matters and you're a projection of their imagination, right? So white supremacists will use my hermetic principles to tell me that I'm an extension of their God that they've never met. <laughs> So no matter how many times I separate my mind from my body, interact with my family, hang out in my own space, do all my own things, I'm going to be in hell the more I connect with someone who cannot see me past their own projection. And then it takes me seeing, well, what's your projection? Wow, that's nasty. That's gross. <laughs> and now I learn more about myself because I'm nowhere near that energy. I can't imagine. I can't imagine being lost like this. I can't. But now I can because it's a part of my memories and now I've learned and now I can communicate about it more consciously and I've learned more about what I like. <laughs> I've learned how to be more harmonious and hermetic inside of my own heart, inside of my own home so I can turn it into my own heaven. No coincidences here with symmetry. No coincidences. Because this is why I love life. I do love this. I love this so much. I love being angry. I love being passionate. I love being upset. I love all of my emotions. I love my emotions so much. Like there's not one emotion in myself that I hate. I like, bro, no, impossible. It's impossible. My emotions are what make me. My emotions are what make my body matter. I would not be able to build pyramids or structures if I didn't have emotions. So no. I'm not going to let this white supremacist, toxically masculine society teach me that I should actually get out of my emotions when literally that's an emotion that they're projecting into me that I should just be a slave to their thought. And their thought is my thought. It's literally their thought is a colonized, uglier, more limited version of what I naturally produce. My Emerald Tablets, my Hermetic Teachings, my Caduceus. So I can't get lost like that. All I can do is be angry that they're trying to make me lost and then be angry that everyone else is lost because no one else has the relationship with my teachings like I do. How could they? <laughs> How could they? So this is uh, the principle of correspondence. <laughs> Knowing to bring it even more into a uh, symmetry because clearly we're as far as making it as relatable as possible we're in a time where it's all about superheroes and we're in a timeline we're in a, a construct where the 
Judeo-Christian religion, the idea of Jesus is that he's a superhero. So it's literally like superheroes are big in this world because everyone's lost, everyone's been taught to uh, be in that Jesus energy of wanting to be saved. And I like, bro, again, like that's why I cried so much as a kid going through Christianity. Because they're teaching me that I'm negative, teaching me that I'm not good enough alone. And now I have to feel bad reading their words that they're projecting into my space when I had no reason to feel like that before. Literally, I didn't feel like that before. And now I have to ask myself, why am I supposed to feel like this? And then it takes you as a Jewish Christian teacher telling me why I'm full of sin. But then, of course, it's only projections of what you did to even make it possible to colonize my land and get up to this point of communicating what you're communicating to me. So it's ultimate projection is perception. This is like the biggest lesson I've learned is Chase here and like why being silent is lit. If I could be silent way more, I would. Um, <laughs> because it's tr- it's all about projection and perception. And the more you're able to let people project onto you, you're only going to hear and be able to perceive how they create life. And now you're going to learn about yourself based on how you connect with their projections. Right? So it took me time because I had to go through the vibe. But as a kid, I already hated the projection that I'm full of sin and that I'm not good enough on my own and that I'm separate from God. And then it's like, even after fasting, like I've, dealt with uh christians like i had uh, a christian lady friend who again like with projection and perception i can project onto her that she's a unique individual so i can love her for being unique on the other hand she can't love me for being unique now i can feel like she does but that's my projection of how i want her to perceive me when in reality i should be intelligent enough to know that she only likes me because she is projecting her idea of Jesus onto me. And then that's where me fasting with this girl and like teaching her how to fast and stuff, we can build a whole relationship and it can feel organic, but in reality, she's not actually connecting with me. She's using me as a white supremacist, as a white supremacist Christian girl. She's using me to connect with her imagination. And because I'm the closest representation to her imagination possible, which is, you know, Jesus fasting, being self-sustaining, building life from the inside out. She wants to connect with me, but then I get to learn about how she can only perceive me as Jesus. So then that's where I get way more wisdom after all of my experiences and Yeah, just my experiences and what I've gone through life. I get way more wisdom when she's here talking to me like, hey, uh, you're actually separate from God and here's how. And then she pulls up a whole whiteboard and draws out two cliffs. And she's like, so you're on one side of the cliff and you're separate. So you're, you're not connected to God and you're not happy and you're suffering over here. You're on, but, but then there's the other side of the cliff and the other side is God. But notice this gap is too wide to jump. And it was amazing because this is like a 27 year old woman. She has a child and 
she's here after all of my fasting all the ways in which i've talked to her like i'm talking to you now with this podcast i was wasting my time because the fact is she can't hear me past what she wants to hear it doesn't matter how intelligently i'm articulating how we create life if she wants to feel like she's not creating life and thus needs to feel like she needs to be saved from someone else who creates life better than her then she's going to create that circumstance no matter what and because that's her imagination like her imagination is that so when she's connecting with me she's only going to be blocking out what i'm saying and filtering it through her imagination and then we can have hours long of conversation but it was all a waste of my time because then we're just going to come back together and she's going to tell me why i'm separate from god when i literally just explained her bible to her better than she could even imagine it but uh no like because the fact is that's not her desire all right she desires to feel like she's not creating life because she has some really messed up internal world that i can't see and this is what i have to learn as a spirit and had to like as far as like re-ingraining that awareness in this lifetime like okay us as spirits we all have our own internal worlds that no one can see and no one can feel but us and this is why we create physical reality so we can share it with others and then the illusion is that we are connected actually okay so yeah we are connected but we create illusions so we can feel connected all right so i felt connected with this girl this girl felt connected with me guess what though the that's an illusion obviously we are completely separate from each other she has no idea how I feel about my own imagination. She has no idea what my imagination is. And no matter how much I articulate it to her, because she's lost in her own imagination, she is now drowning in her own feelings of toxicity and can't even be inspired or breathe in the clear words that I am bringing life to, expounding upon, projecting out. So... It was just remarkable because I got to sit there and watch this 27-year-old woman explain to me what I had explained to me back when I was in kindergarten. And I got to like go through a flashback of remembering being in like, like young church, you know, and like youth church. There we go. And them teaching me that as a kid and them having to drill that into my mind so hard. They're like, yeah, so you're separate from God. You're separate from God. You're separate from God. You're not connected to God. You're on the other side of this cliff and God is on the other side. You're on one side of this cliff, God's on the other side and there's no way that you can connect to him. Like literally she was giving me the same exact analogy that I remember getting when I was like in first and second grade and like it was a constant analogy in church. So again, you know, that projection perception, this is, and it's a shame because this is a Native American girl. Now, the thing is, she is Native American, as in she lives on a reservation, but I've also learned just how hard um, Europeans have colonized and consumed indigenous cultures so that they can position themselves as Native American. And actually, an insane amount of Native Americans out here are not Native Americans, they're literally European. They're literally white people. And the desire for white people to colonize indigenous lands has gone so hard 
that they have been able to categorize themselves as Native Americans so that they can collect benefits from their own government. This is what like so many uh, native indigenous tribes are going through, where it's just straight up actually white people getting credit for being indigenous so that they can receive the benefits that the government gives them from all the slavery and colonialism that was wrought. So it is so twisted. It's so twisted. So it's like even like even if the government was giving assistance to the indigenous peoples that they were actively raping and murdering, um, that wouldn't be good, obviously, because that's not a, like you can't give assistance to people that you're creating problems for. So it only gets worse when the fact is they're not even giving assistance to them. They're actually putting themselves in that position so that they can keep doing what they want to do. And so they put their own white people in the positions of reservations and to control Native Americans so that they can keep up their ugly narrative. So now when I'm talking to this Native American girl, she just looks European and she does not care at all about race problems. She isn't in the awareness of actually being indigenous. She doesn't really care about nature like that. She's literally just a normal industrial revolution type girl, but she is classified as Native American and thus gets to play that role. And now she gets to spread Christianity and talk to me like that in that role. So it's all about like these white people, just white people wanting to be Native American and they want to be indigenous. They want to create life, but their version of doing that is consuming life. And then after they consume life, feeling like, oh, I didn't create anything. God, Jesus, please save me. And then they're just going to consume God and Jesus too. So it's just literally the difference between consumption versus creation. If you are creative, you are happier alone and you don't need to interact with a lot of people. If you're consumptive, then you're only happy when you're with others. And now you're going to do your best to colonize and eat the attention of everyone around you, which is literally the, I mean, religion. So that's, <laughs> it was just remarkable getting to go through that experience. Like I could only learn about myself from interacting with all these spirits that aren't me. I, I interact with so many individuals who aren't me, <laughs> of course, right? That's the only way I can learn who I am and then build up uh, the groups and relationships that I actually want to be with. And that I feel like will actually resonate with my soul and uh, cultivate the garden that I already have going on internally because I'm the God, I'm the creator. How dare you steal my creations and then tell me that I'm not creative, yet you're the one who is taking my creations to tell me I'm not creative. And then when I ask you where those creations came from, you're not even creative enough to say that you made them on your own and you don't even know where they came from. So it's just like your law is just lost. So spirits do what they want and you have to be intelligent enough to, um protect yourself from other spirits desires right so this girl she desires to be saved this is why superheroes are so big out here this is why superheroes are the ultimate jewish christian mentality because jesus is the first superhero and then the idea of the government is that they sacrifice superheroes they kill superheroes so that the population can be safe and that's the idea of sacrificing jesus on the cross so that you don't have to do what he did, right? So now the government has killed your superhero. The government has sacrificed your superhero. First, they taught you that you need a superhero. 
They taught you that you're not good enough alone. So now they can teach you that you need their idea to be happy. And then they're going to kill their own idea to show you that their superhero actually sacrificed his life so that you can be a slave inside of this simulation. And you should love being a slave inside of this simulation. This is what the Avengers is. Notice how they literally played the same exact energy out with Tony Stark. They don't know how to do anything else. Because it's, it's literally just this. I'm telling you right now, like, this is what it is. Like, I'm telling you as Hermes. I'm putting it in the clearest way possible. And then, of course, I'm making sure that I'm explaining it uh, fully. <laughs> and not even fully, but explaining it the way that I feel like it, at least right now. That's the point of this podcast. I'm building, building this for us so we can just know what's up. Because that's the whole point of Tony Stark getting the infinity stones from Thanos and then snapping away and th snapping away like the alternative reality Thanos. So it wasn't even the same one, right? The stakes were low and it was all just so they could uh, do that emotional manipulation of us seeing Avengers infinity war and going through the turmoil of like everyone died. And because we don't have spirituality, we're not taught to be spiritual from this system we are supposed to project whatever negative emotions we have about death onto the screen. So now we can connect on this story, right? So now we're like, our characters, our favorite characters died and everyone's scared of death. And then when they come out with the movie, the second part of the movie, now we can all be happy that Tony Stark was Jesus because he was able to reset the simulation so that now we're all trapped in bodies here. <laughs> and now we get to all come back and now we're not free from this physical form. We get to come back and live out the earth that we were clinging to before because that's our idea of life. So this is why superheroes are just so big because it's about spirits wanting you to feel like you can't save yourself because literally they have to teach you that you need to be saved in the first place. What are you even being saved from? Because like, if there's any super like uh, what like i created symmetry as a superhero to save me from white supremacy so this is what you're seeing right now me as hermes i made this superhero to protect me from people who are telling me i need a superhero and then i find out this superhero of symmetry is just a natural expression of who i always have been because of course of course it is i don't need to be saved by anyone but myself like, what are you talking about? The only reason you would feel like you can't save yourself is because you're so lost in your own emotions that you don't even believe that you can create life from all the water that you have. All of your water is life. All of your feelings of feeling like you need to be saved from something outside of yourself is your ability to create life. I do not understand why you cannot alchemize that into earth and something practical to stand on. It's disgusting to me not relatable to me i hate it i hate it so much i hate it it's ultimate just white supremacist colonizer stuff like oh water we're all connected i love feeling connected well then feel connected to yourself and make something that i can visit on my own stop feeling like you need to consume and colonize my land so that now when i come back centuries later i'm in a space where i'm being told that i'm not the creator of my own creations disgusting
so it's so funny this podcast is supposed to be me getting into the principles of hermeticism but this is me getting into the principles of hermeticism this is how i feel like doing it um because it's important to actually have this proper context of it okay you need to know where i'm coming from i'm using all these words i'm speaking like this so you know where i'm coming from that's all i can do is use air to show you where i'm coming from see that mercury coming Ooh, come Ooh, orgasm i feel good alone though i feel good on my own so i'm always coming alone i'm always orgasming on my own my water feels good it's pleasurable to be in my own water this is why i then use my mind to show you where i'm coming from this is all we can do as spirits you as a spirit use your mind to show other spirits to fire other spirits to project your light onto other spirits where you are coming from where you are connecting your water inside of because we are all individual spaces we're all coming from totally different perspectives so this podcast the whole point is me being able to share with you where i'm coming from mercury all right mercury my simulation my world my world that's connected to the universe so i can see everything that's happening in the universe and i can communicate about it this is why i'm the messenger of god all right so my world my simulation any like and that's why it's so lost when i leave my simulation to enter another simulation and then this simulation is telling me that i can't create simulations and then they're using my creations to tell me i can't create simulations yo i hate you i've never hated anyone more like you the spirits that are like working to make this possible you are so beyond ugly like again we'd have to like make up a whole new whole new words um to describe just how ugly and horrid you truly are in the inside and the fact that like you need to work so hard to share it through all these scary movies through all these just horrible movies through the news right jews love to send the news through the news they love to choke us with the news they love to stop our ability to breathe through the news right there we go with what george floyd i can't breathe it's all about choking us with noose through the news because that's how jews make us lose <laughs> and that's how they build their game because it's a joke haha it's a joke the news it's a joke haha we can just make up anything and make money off of making you react to it because we know it's a joke haha it's just a joke don't take life too seriously it's just one simulation Sure, we're lying to you about everything and we're constantly raping and murdering indigenous people so that we can create a system that works to enslave you and make you hate yourself. But haha, it's a joke. We're just Jews. Please watch the news. Yo, by the way, I was forced to go through high school learning about how the Holocaust was the worst genocide in human history. They never taught me about the genocide that made North, South, and Central America possible. They never talked to me about how hard the Spaniards worked to destroy and transform Mesoamerica and North America and Central America. They never talked to me about how hard the British worked to transform these lands 
or the Portuguese or the French or the Italians or the Dutch or anyone. All my school wanted to drill into me was that the Holocaust was the worst event ever in human history. And here's another amazing memory that I have of just how um, emotionally twisted this garbage is. I was in AP psychology in high school and I had this teacher who, I mean, whatever, like I don't even need to get into the details because we'll make it short. So in AP psychology, I had this teacher and this teacher, he was just teaching a class one day and in this school, so my school is Walnut Hills High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. And this is like me reflecting back, it was all based in Latin. So it was like all about me super learning, like, okay, I am Hermes. Like I literally, like my spirit made the circumstance for me to even go to that school where I had to like, I had to learn classical Latin for years. And everything was about like Greece and Rome at that school. So, and it's funny, they never talked to me about Hermes once. Cause the whole point is that they're using spirituality to erase spirituality <laughs> and build a new physical reality. And they need us to do that. So that's why they forced me to sit in school all day, every day so that they can colonize my mind with their made up concepts that they stole from me. So my teacher, he, he literally, cause in this school, they would have us like go to seminars and meetings. They would like pull us out for just like all these different things to like really just keep teaching us how the Holocaust was the worst event in human history. Nothing has ever happened in human history that is worse than the Holocaust. That is what they constantly drove in, okay? So I'm setting this up just to like really let you know like how emotionally twisted this world is, right? Because the fact is, by the way, Hitler was inspired to commit the Holocaust based on how Europeans totally decimated indigenous peoples here. So the fact that Walnut Hills never mentioned once why Hitler was inspired to do the Holocaust is <laughs> says everything, right? Like if you're going to drill into me that the Holocaust is the worst event ever, but you can't tell me that the person who made the Holocaust possible was inspired by the creation of the Americas, then fuck you. All right. So, and then furthermore to take it, cause I wasn't, that wasn't even the point. That's already insane, but to take it deeper as far as emotional manipulation, cause that's logical manipulation. Like, okay, you're telling me that this is the worst event in history, but this event only happened because this bigger event happened and you're ignoring the bigger event like what do you what so and then here we go so because i i wasn't conscious of it like that back then back then i was more so reacting to the natural thing that my teacher said and it took me reflecting upon it to now communicate like this um of just like how twisted and disgustingly lost this emotional witchcraft manipulation is because after like being drilled in, like my school is just like, yeah, Holocaust, worst thing ever. Of course, then the teachers naturally regurgitate that. And my AP teacher, he just said like, you know, offhand, like, okay, yeah. Now the Holocaust, I believe, is the worst event in human history. And everyone was just sitting there like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like everyone agreed. Like specifically, there's this girl in the back of the class. Uh, her whole identity was being Jewish at this school. 
So like that was like her whole thing. She was like the poster child of uh, the Jewish religion where like anytime she was talking or communicating and stuff with people, it was almost always from the space of, oh yeah, this is what I practice. This is what I do. And I have superiority over you because of that. And I'm saying that from, of course, like that's all subconscious. Um, it came out consciously in this outburst though, because the fact is he said that the Holocaust was the worst event in human history. He said nothing worse has ever happened in human history. And I raised my hand and I was like, yeah, um, that's cool, Mr. Shaw. That's, that was his name. Uh, that's cool, Mr. Shaw. But if this is the worst event in human history, like by what account? Like by numbers? Because if it's by numbers, that's not true. <laughs> like literally, I'm like, if it's by numbers, the Holocaust is 6 million people. But like this, like, the slavery, and this is back when, uh, you know, we're being taught, and we still, still are, but back when I was more so subscribed to the Atlantic slave trade model, because I was forced to be. I didn't get to uh, awaken more to my Mercury stuff. Um, so I was still in that story, but even based on those numbers, the Atlantic slave trade was supposedly like 10 million people plus affected. And then the Holocaust is 6 million people. And then I'm like, yeah, so I'm just wondering, like, how how is it the worst when the Atlantic slave trade was 10 million people and the genocide of all these Native Americans is way more than that? Yo, let me like. I. It was remarkable how fast that Jewish girl stood up in the back of the class and just started screaming at me. She just started screaming at me. Her name was Emma. She just started, she literally just, like, Emma just started going off on me. Emma was like, Emma was like, how dare you? She, like, literally just in the middle of, like, just, like, a fit. Like, how dare you compare genocides? How dare you compare what happened to people? You can't compare, you can't compare genocides. You can't compare murder. You can't compare atrocities like that. You're so insensitive. How dare you? And she, she stormed out of the class. And I was literally just sitting there with the feeling and thought of, whoa, holy shit. She had no problem at all in any way, shape or form with Mr. Shaw saying that the Holocaust was the worst genocide in human history. She was on complete board with that. She loved that idea. She loved that. She's like, yes, yes, the Holocaust is the worst. The moment I raise my hand and I'm like, yeah, but by what accounts? Numbers? Because that's figuratively not true. The genocide of Africans and indigenous peoples is way bigger than the Holocaust. Now she wants to make an outburst and say that we can't compare. Okay, so just showing you like the emotional manipulation, the witchcraft here, the logic of white supremacy projecting out an idea like, okay, this you this is it. This is what the truth is. And then how the moment you question it, emotional irrationality comes out because in reality, life is emotional. This is why life is hermetic. Ha 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 ha. Okay, so you're rolling with symmetry. You're rolling with Hermes.
All right, we're talking about how spirits make their emotions matter. So this is how Jews make their emotions matter, right? That emotional manipulation. Hitler was only inspired to commit the Holocaust because of the insane genocide against indigenous peoples. And for you to push the idea that the Holocaust is the worst in human history, when it's literally not <laughs> at that point, like it's literally the Holocaust is like a smaller, weaker version of what America did to become great. <laughs> Fundamentally, okay, fundamentally. This is why America loves to point at the Holocaust like it is the worst. It's, and this is why, and you know, this podcast is crazy right now. We're talking about superheroes and stuff. So this is why in Marvel, okay, in Marvel, just like Tony Stark is Jesus, he sacrifices his individuality. He sacrifices his life. He sacrifices his life so that we can sacrifice our individuality. In Marvel, they literally admit how Tony Stark creates his villains. Just like America created Nazis, <laughs> just like white supremacists create the entities that they claim that they're fighting, just like basically white people create demons, just like uh, humans demonize anything. Tony Stark created Ultron and he's supposed to be a superhero because he created a problem that killed a bunch of people destroyed the environment and then he created an even bigger problem to get rid of that problem like that's what our idea of superheroes are based on marvel okay so it's literally this it's literally how europeans have created insane disgusting amounts of genocide throughout north south and central america and then when other europeans get inspired by how these Europeans build their new world, spread genocide, then that other group of Europeans starts to do it, right? So this is why Hitler practiced witchcraft on his own people. It's just about that. It's you, it's just about witchcraft, right? It's about you creating what you want. So Hitler was like, whoa, I see that Europe created what they wanted by raping and enforcing insane amounts of Jim Crow slavery genocide upon indigenous peoples that we now call black people throughout all of north south and central america i would like to do that here and then here we are as the americans who inspired that now we're able to turn around and say oh nazis are evil bro nazis are the weakest whitewashed version of what you did to indigenous peoples like nazis are the weakest whitewashed version of who you are so of course you're going to say that Nazis are evil. Of course you're going to project onto them that they're evil because in reality, all of their evil is just a little fraction of how evil you truly are, which is why you created them. That's why you created Ultron, Tony Stark. Ultron wouldn't be evil if you weren't. And of course, in Marvel, the fact is Tony Stark literally is a multi-billionaire. He has all of his money. Why? 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 Does anyone know why? I'll tell you why. Because he sold weapons of mass destruction. So we're literally being taught through the Marvel Universe that the ultimate superhero and just in general, Mason Man, <laughs> that's, who, that's who Tony Stark is, Mason Man, literally there is a... Uh, 
I'm literally remembering it's one of his movies where um he has a license plate and it zooms in on it. It says Stark 33. And it's supposed to be about how um like being a 33 degree Freemason and how three is mind. So when you can connect both versions of your mind, you can have six inside of yourself. So one mind of yourself is the man, the other mind is your woman. So if you as a spirit can have an individual masculine mind and then an individual feminine mind, you're able to create your own six. And you're actually able to have sex with yourself in a way that creates very awesome life. And that's why Freemasons uh, weaponize that 33 energy. And that's why Tony Stark is a Freemason and he's a 33 degree Freemason. And he made his whole living off of killing people literally like that's it weapons of like all of your technology was literally built from stealing materials from indigenous peoples and then transforming it into something that you can use to kill indigenous peoples this is literally why the marvel universe has to make the point that captain america everything that makes captain america great is either a serum that alchemizes cells into something he couldn't do alone or it's a shield that was stolen from Africa. It's a shield that was stolen from vibranium from Wakanda, right? So literally, like the like, it's like spirit has to communicate itself. Marvel is hilarious because Marvel's just showing, like, hey, the symbol of America, Captain America's shield, is literally made from materials stolen from Africa, as if they could not get any more transparent with how they've created Black Panther in general, stealing from me, how they created Spider-Man in general, stealing from me, how they've created any of their concepts in general, stealing from me and my soul group and all the spirits that we just naturally been expressing ourselves as. Okay. They have to admit it. They, they can only use the truth to tell you lies. And then that's why Emma, literally she couldn't stay in the class she couldn't actually speak to me or talk about the numbers like oh hey emma so how come you didn't stand up when he said that the holocaust was the worst but the moment i questioned like how is it the worst when the holocaust is six million the atlantic slave trades 10 million and the colonization of north south and central america is at least a hundred million if not way 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 more if bro but of course, that's the point of emotion. She could not actually stand there and rationally speak to me because her spirit would have to realize that she is reliant on feeling superior inside of her victim energy. So that's why she had to storm out of the classroom and just make a scene. And then I was left in the aftermath of me looking bad. But then also, I, I mean, people were asking me, like, then it started to become a topic of conversation, of course, because <laughs> I'm like, OK, well, hold up, because numbers wise, that makes no sense. And then also and also I had people on my side. Um, There's another girl named Emma. There are multiple Emmas, of course. Emma's a common name. That's why I'm not outing anyone with the name Emma, because <laughs> uh, there is another girl named Emma. And then there is like this uh, white boy sitting in front of me. I think his name might have been Connor. I love people. I really remember names. Um, not everyone, of course, so, I, you know, whatever, but I remember what I can. Um, this dude, like, they were both like, well, yeah, like, 
you know, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say, Chase, just considering the effects of the Holocaust seem to be much less than slavery. And then that became the, uh, the conversation because <laughs> literally just to get even more objective with it, how are you going to say the Holocaust is the worst atrocity in human history when it didn't even result in mass slavery? It didn't result in the mass colonization and enslavement of multiple continents of people and then centuries of building a system off of their i mean just brutal slavery like it's just not no 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 especially when the banks are jewish and i wish i brought that up back then i wish i did i wish i did i wish i brought that up i'm like hey how how is this possible when literally all these banks the whole concept of money is ran by Jews. Like, how are you going to tell me that the Holocaust is the worst event in human history when you're the one making money off of making me believe that and you're erasing my indigenous family with money? You're erasing my indigenous peoples with money and you don't even want to acknowledge that. You don't care because of your own imagination. Because you want to colonize and eat me so badly that you need to make me feel like I'm not good enough alone, so I'll let you eat me. This uh, podcast was supposed to be about <laughs> the laws of hermeticism, and it is. Because this is what they've been twisted into. Life is hermetic. Spirits intentionally create life. So this is me sharing uh, all the ways in that. And getting into how life corresponds because we are all communicating our intentions to connect with each other. And this is what creates life. So history is always going to be us reflecting upon how we created life together, literally. And then we learn about what ideas served us, what ideas didn't serve us, what ideas were, uh, were we serving, right? And then we can change. So this is why life is only ever spirits connecting on ideas but the ideas that we connect on and the ways in which we do are what change. And our feelings also change, of course. So, I mean, change is the only constant. So, I mean, I'll just say this brings us to the principle of polarity. Uh, when Emma is completely okay with hearing that the Holocaust is the worst event in human history, because that's what our school is drilling into us constantly, with their education, but then I come here like, yeah, but what, like, how is it the worst numerically or even logically or even historically in terms of what is resulted in, then Emma gets polarized, right? So this is where life is dual. Everything has holes. Everything is created from two opposite sides of space coming together so that that space can observe itself as simple as that. So you as a spirit are combining two opposite sides of yourself. And we just call that yin yang masculine feminine so that you can observe who you are. I've never put it that simply. So it's literally that. Now, that's where depending on which side of your spirit you resonate most with, you're going to live more in one energy. So I'm symmetry, I'm balance, I live in my center. I'm, I live in the equilibrium. I'm the God of equilibrium. I'm Tahuti. All right. So it's not about uh, being more masculine or feminine. It's about knowing that 
I am creating life through communicating how my man and woman are having sex. And thus, that's going to create the situation where I'm having sex with other spirits externally. And now I'm going to be having sex with spirits who support the way that I have sex internally. I'm going to communicate and create life with spirits outside of myself based on how I communicate and create life with my own space, with my own spirit inside of myself. Boom, right there. That simple, like it's, I'm God, I'm God. And the only way I can relate my God with you is to create the circumstances to do so. And that's what the universe is. And that's why none of us then are quote unquote God in that, uh, in the definition of the term that you're responsible for spirits outside of yourself, because that's impossible. You are God when you're alone. And the only way that you can communicate how you are in complete control of your own circumstances is by giving up control of that. That's what looks like entering the universe. And now we're in this water that allows us to communicate. So the law of polarity is just knowing that everything's based in water. Everything is a paradox in that way because us is nothing, us is spirits. We are creating something so that we can feel like literally something. And that's why the something represents what we create. So you as a spirit, when you create something, that's an expression of your nothing. And that was only created by you vibrating at a certain frequency. It wasn't possible any other way. So this is the principle of polarity in terms of knowing that everything is dual and you being able to observe that means that you're giving life to polarity. So water is life? Yes. The universe is air. So as far as water being life, the universe is a reflection of your life. So of course the universe is water based because the universe is based in life, but the universe is always dying based on how you feel like connecting your life to it. So this is why when you die, you, you're not gonna die. You're gonna go back to your own life. You're gonna go back to your own simulation. I can't wait to die, you feel me? And it's because I would love to die that I'm not going to. <laughs> like I'm nowhere, I, it's impossible because that's not why I stepped out of my space. Okay, so when you see spirits who like get killed or die in like very catastrophic ways, it's literally because they were communicating in a way up to that point. Like they were combining their man and woman, they were having internal sex up to that point where their body, their energy is riding a vibration frequently enough to create the circumstance where they get taken out of the simulation. And then everyone inside the simulation can create all these ideas about it and like be super negative about it, right? Like I, when I was in Brazil, uh, this girl, uh, she felt very negatively about psychedelics and I later had to find out that it was because she had a friend who when he like, he was like four tabs or something. She said like, he's, he did like four tabs and he like got to such a, like a wild manic point that he went um, up onto the roof and jumped off and killed himself. 
And it's amazing because she's here then, and I'm able to like watch all this. I'm here as a spirit, like, oh yeah, lit. <laughs> you feel me? Like I'm here like, sounds like he literally got in touch with his psychedelic space and decided that he did not want to be in this simulation anymore. And he was literally in this space where he's like, I don't need to cling on to life like this. Like I'm already alive. If anything, this reality is keeping me from real life. Like that's where, I mean, you feel like, like that's almost certainly what he was realizing in his psychedelic trip where he's like, bro, all this shit's fake. <laughs> I'm in a simulation. I'm not actually home. Like, yes, yes, you are. Life is simulated. Life is simulated. Chill out, chill out. But he didn't want to chill out. He wanted to burn up. And when you burn up so hot that your body cannot sustain your imagination, that's what death is. Right. So now you transform your body into something that your body can't handle because your imagination was too high vibrational for it. That's the I mean, that's literally the idea of jumping off a building. And uh, even even if you weren't trying to kill yourself, if you think that you can fly and then you kill yourself from jumping off the building, that is a physical representation of you as a spirit, not respecting the boundaries that you can find yourself inside of and thinking that your imagination is going to be able to transform into your body when actually your body's just going to transform into your imagination and you're going to find yourself alone like what happened and your spirit's going to have to talk to you like hey you killed yourself <laughs> you thought you could do something that uh, wasn't practical or realistic to do and then in reality like if you really like if you really thought you could fly you would just try taking off from the ground you wouldn't jump off a building so subconsciously, I believe, you know, anytime someone's jumping off a building, it doesn't matter if you're trying to say like, oh, it's because I believe I'm going to fly. Well, flying is you dying. Flying is you leaving the body, killing yourself and connecting with your spirit so that you can be a disembodied mind again. And now you're able to be way more free in how you communicate because you're not trapped in the structure that is your physical vessel. Absolutely fine <laughs> so i'm saying all that just to um when that guy when he was in his psychedelic for acid tab trip whatever and he killed himself it was amazing because i was able to observe me reacting like oh yeah like for sure like it sounds like he used the acid trip as an excuse to do what he wanted to do whereas the girl on the other hand and especially because she's like uh, in the medical industry, the medical field or whatever. Uh, I know people in the medical industry are like, they are taught to hate psychedelics and they're taught to love um, whatever pharmaceutical chemicals that they're being taught to love. So, right, they're being taught to hate nature, but then all the while, all the medications that they're subscribing their patients are only alchemized from nature. <laughs> Silly. And again, most of these doctors, most of these medical people aren't even intelligent enough or spiritual enough to actually care why the system's using my caduceus to colonize the world anyway. They just care about making money or uh, supporting themselves or something. And again, that's just those ones, the whack ones. Obviously, there are awesome spirits everywhere doing everything. <laughs> so it just takes you communicating uh, you being awesome or not. You have to show us if you're awesome or else you, you probably aren't. <laughs> So it's it literally like I was seeing how, okay, that guy, 
he got in touch with his spirit. He didn't want to be limited by the simulation anymore, and he killed himself. And that's not a negative thing. He he got to hang out with himself again, right? He just boom, like he wanted. He didn't want to be alive anymore. For that girl, she finds it, of course, the complete opposite, where she lost a friend. And in her reality, she lost a friend because he did acid. So now she hates acid. So now when I'm doing acid in Brazil, I'm getting that energy. And it's like, and it's super weird. And, and then I had to like learn like why later on as she's like sharing that story with me. And subconsciously I'm like, oh, so you're, cause I, I did 12 tabs on uh, November 11th, 2011. That's when I was in Brazil. I did 12 whole tabs and I was, that <laughs> shit was lit. <laughs> it was so awesome being on that island. It was raining for me. It was thunderstorming just for me. <laughs> and all the birds, all these bugs, all these critters just chirping. It was like my first time after growing up in uh, such a colonized place of Cincinnati and then Chicago that I was in like a full wonderful nature, just uh, mad, yeah, wonderland, wonderful wonderland, whatever, wonderful nature wonderland, <laughs> where I'm on this island in a villa on a mountain. So it's just like super clean, super nature, super plants, awesome communication awesome connection and i'm able to just listen to all these spirits in all these bug bodies all this rain all these leaves i'm just hearing everything and it was so blissful so blissful and then when i started talking to the residents there i started to get heady because i'm like hearing too much stuff and then uh that's where specifically this girl uh she likes me <laughs> Like literally like before this acid trip, she was like physically touching me and calling me babe. Um, and it was interesting. Like uh, she was a Sagittarius, by the way. So I had to learn that Sagittariuses love to flirt. I'm pretty sure. And I guess it's me as a Gemini too. That like, I know Gemini will do it, but Gemini's, nah, Gemini's colder about it. Gemini's like friendly. Gemini's like, hey, I'm socializing with you because I enjoy communicating about ideas. Like that's what Gemini, that's me as a Gemini. I'm socializing with you because I enjoy communicating about ideas. A Sagittarius is like, I'm socializing with you because I want you to want me, <laughs> literally. And like just straight up. And that's kind of, uh, I think the difference between fire and water where fire, like fire is just straight up wants to be wanted. So fire is constantly like projecting out the desire and projecting out light. Um, based on what it thinks that other people would want so that it can be wanted. And then it can get the water that allows it to communicate in the ways that it wants to. So this girl, you know, flirty, whatever, touching me, calling me babe and stuff. But once I was in that acid trip and I was speaking on a different wave, I she shifted. And it took uh, a week and a half after that trip of like 12 tabs, where then she shared with me that story of her having a friend who took four and he killed himself, that I was able to make the connections. Like, oh, that's why you've been like so like weird and negative and like silent about me doing acid. Cause then it's just funny because before my acid, no, no, what was it? Yeah, it was before my acid trip. Cause it was uh, coincidental. 
all of us as artists at this residency, we were talking about psychedelics. Um, and she literally was talking about a documentary. She's like, oh yeah, there's this Buddhist uh, monk where uh, I saw a documentary. They gave him like six tabs of acid and he just took the acid and was sitting there. And then she like mimicked like smoking a cigarette and she's just like, and he didn't feel anything. He's just, he didn't feel anything because he's so enlightened. So it was funny. She said both those things. She she told me this story of her friend killing himself because he got too uh, into an acid trip. And then she's also telling me the story of a Buddhist monk who took a bunch of acid and was unaffected because he's already enlightened. And so, I mean, it's obvious which one I am. And <laughs> even though the point is actually the balance, like... Of, because her relationship with it is like acid does then make you enlightened and like the buddhist monk is chilling on acid but the point of acid is that and just psychedelics in general is that it opens your perception up to new realities now that buddhist monk if he's already like in a fasted state naturally psychedelic again water fast the ultimate functional fast if he's already in a fasted naturally psychedelic state then yeah, of course, like once he does acid and stuff, he's going to be able to ground it. And at the very least, because when I go through acid trips, I'm seeing wild stuff. Like I'm going through wild things. I was going, I'm going through wild stuff, but I, I'm not showing it much. So it's about like that separation of mind and body. Like, you know, that you as a mind are traveling. You're going through wild experiences because the universe is water based. But that doesn't mean that your body has to show it. Like, that doesn't mean your body has to frantically, like, go out of control. Like, no, at all. No, definitely not. Especially if you're wise, right? So, like, whatever. It's that. Um, you as a spirit are psychedelic. <laughs> this is what psychedelics are about. Polarity. It's about the extreme opposite side of being completely something and completely nothing. So your complete somethingness is your ego and your complete nothingness is your spirit. And your mind is a balance between this and your soul is created from all these things connected. Boom. So. Yeah, I was saying all that, like I'm mentioning like the emotions right now, like these emotional stories uh, for the sake of polarity. And showing how that girl uh, was polarized by her friend uh, killing himself. Yet at the same time, she's still aware that psychedelics are a whole mind expanding thing. But then it's like that weird thing of like, yeah, but like if you do psychedelics, you can kill yourself. And like, that's why I don't do psychedelics. <laughs> and then it's like, well, hold up. Like, what? You know, so it's 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 all about that. Um and everyone has their personal relationship, but that's the thing with, if you have someone in your life who does acid and then, and you know nothing about acid up to that point, and then they kill themselves, of course, your idea of acid is going to be negative. It's just like, if you think, I mean, alcohol, right? Like the fact is like, I mean, these artists were drinking alcohol every night. So like, you know, and like people can judge whatever they want but they're only going to expose then what they're not judging <laughs> you know like a christian 
is out here judging weed, yet they're drinking wine and they're drinking alcohol, you'll get lit. How are you going to judge me for smoking weed, which is a plant that has no calories and actually has medicinal properties, but I'm supposed to be okay and connect with you because you actually drink poison that toxifies your cells and makes you forget things. Okay? So, polarity. I'm saying all that to, I guess, really bring um, Chase's <laughs> social interactions and social reflections into uh, the wisdom of what Hermes has expressed in terms of life being polarized. And this is what the ego is. So you as a spirit, as nothing, have to do things to feel like something. And this is what your connection and your polarity is. So like your life, you're constantly creating energy by, that's what the vibration is. You going back and forth between your feeling of being something versus nothing very fast and this is why fasting raises your vibration boom the less you eat something the faster you're going to be going through those motions the faster you're going you're cycling you're psychedelicling between something and nothing and now you're able to create new energy so this is basically rhythm right there right see like that's where we get from the law of polarity to the law of rhythm because now you're dancing. So this is why fire dances, everything dances, everything is vibrating, everything is moving. But fire in general is like that expression of boom, it's just constantly dancing. It is one flame, right? This fire is one flame, it's too hot to touch, it'll burn you, and it's constantly dancing, but it's not changing. It is changing how it changes, but it itself is the same, right? I as a spirit am changing how I change, <laughs> but I will always be the same. I can't get out of my own space. I can't not be me. No one can tame your flame. It's impossible. That's why your flame cannot be seen or touched by anyone but you. It's just too hot. So this is where then water is supposed to reflect our desire to connect our flame. And since our flame is dancing, it's no wonder then, right, that Lucifer is the god of music or the angel of music, right? The creator of music where God is like the god of God. But Lucifer, the angel of music, right? It's about you creating the situation where you can dance with other spirits, literally. So your god is your fire, your flame dancing. But the only way that you can dance with other spirits instead of being alone is to what? make the same song so here we are this is and this is why the music industry again you know all weaponized spirituality here <laughs> this is why the music industry is so big on a spiritual level it's literally because spirits are alone they're dancing alone and they want to dance with others and this is how we turn the law of polarity our ability to vibrate to create energy into rhythm and thus why Everything in the universe is rhythmic. That's why your heart is beating on a rhythm. Is your heart beating arrhythmically? I think not. So this is why life is patterns. Again, psychedelic symmetry. All right, life is psychedelic. Tripping in nature is lit. Patterns, fractals, all of it. Everyone is living out their own patterns. So you as a spirit, the way that you connect with yourself creates the pattern of your own life. And if you want to create a new life, 
then you just have to consciously break whatever patterns that you have. But it's important uh, to be aware and connect with yourself in order to do that. And again, fast. Because that's where fasting is all about um, breaking whatever patterns that you have had up to that point. Literally. Whatever patterns that you were uh, building your body inside of that you feel like were not working for you, fasting is how you get back in touch with your spirit so you can get back into your natural rhythm, your circadian cycle. How do you create life? How do you cycle through your delics in your own space? So that now you can be psychedelic with all of us in a way that's actually productive and awesome. So this is how we create rhythm. This is how spirits create music. This is why Lucifer is the angel of music and why Lucifer is always going to fall from heaven in all realms and realities because Lucifer is literally the water that allows you as a spirit to be perceived by other spirits. And now you as God can express your imagination and dance with other gods, right? The only reason you can see me dance as a human is because we have lived similar enough lifestyles that I'm, I can move my body in a way that you resonate with. And now we can connect on that. So with this, with this rhythm, right? We polarize ourselves, that naturally creates rhythm. I mean, that's already then going to bring us to our next law, which is you are the effect of your own cause, right? So your spirit is the cause, your effect is your ego, literally. So your spirit has caused your ego. Your space has made your awareness of yourself possible and thus Everything that you ever go through is going to be you, some kind of like some cause and effect of how you are aware of your circumstances and how you connected with that. So you as a spirit, when you know that you are creating your awareness initially so that now you have the ability to use your awareness to connect with other spirits, this is then where you are the cause of your own effect. And now you are going to be affected of course, by everything that you are connected to as well, right? So if you call me a bitch, then I'm going to be affected by that word. So you're the cause, like, hey, I'm gonna send out a thought, hey, bitch, and then I get the effect, like, oh, they called me a bitch, and then that's the effect. <laughs> and I mean, that's, and I guess more of an effect is like, why? And then I would be the cause, and like, answer like what bitchy how <laughs> elaborate are you saying i'm barking up the wrong tree as in i shouldn't be talking to you ha flip it back on them like are you saying i'm a bitch because i'm actually a dog that is interacting with the wrong tree and that's you so i'm barking up the wrong tree absolutely absolutely some kind of deal right so it's just about that cause and effect and spiritually knowing that you are the cause of your own effect and thus anything outside of you, you don't have to let it affect you at all. Like you, you literally are the effect 
and you're causing your own effect. So when something outside of you is creating causes that are supposed to affect you, then the whole um, meditative lesson here is being able to observe yourself and make sure that you are not having how you create life inside of yourself affected by the life being created outside of you. And that's the balance then of when you as a spirit create a body outside of yourself, you are at the whim of things that happen outside of yourself. That's what chaos is. So every action has an equal and opposite reaction, whatever. Everything has cause and effect because we create life so we can be something. Therefore, anytime someone says something to you or does something to you or is having you do anything, whatever intention they're projecting out at you is some idea that they have created internally first and now they are creating your ability to create it with them. Right, so when white supremacists steal my caduceus and then come into my lands and tell me that I need to worship them so I can be happy, I know that that's an idea that was created probably not even from them. <laughs> right, like I know that's an idea that was created from a spirit that needs me to connect with them. And that spirit needs me to give all of my feelings to them so that they can build the structure that they want to support themselves. So that's cause and effect. Literally, just you knowing that life is binary. Zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, one. Spirits and egos, 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 spirits and egos. Cause and effect, 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 cause and effect. So, yes, um, I'm thinking how I'm about to correlate that real quick. Well, it's better with polarity. With polarity, right, you are polarized inside of yourself. So you as a spirit bring two opposite sides of yourself together so that you can exist. And that's what creates three, that's what creates chi, that's what creates air. So by doing that, you are now able to express how balanced you are. But the thing with polarity is that spirits generally choose a male or female body because with life being polarized, it takes us picking one of the two opposite energies that we use to create our balance so that we can create life with another spirit so when i'm with a woman that i resonate with right i don't she looks like a woman i consider her a spirit now the fact is she is a spirit she's showing me with her feminine body that she resonates way more with feminine energy than masculine energy and thus I'm resonating with her and now we're connecting and we're creating some kind of life together just through communicating based on me as a spirit resonating more with masculine energy. So now she's perceiving me as a man, I'm perceiving her as a woman, and we're able to project whatever our relationships with men and women are up to that point and interact in that way. 
And then it takes us as two coming together to create life. Um, now, that's how it plays out like physically in nature. The point is then us as spirits, when we know that we are equally men and women, right? We are equally fire and water so that we can make air. Then it's not about getting lost in being a guy or a girl. It's just about knowing which energies do you truly resonate with most. Uh, yeah, like for a perfect example, I guess, would be that Anubis is my twin flame. So from the outside in, as far as like men and women had to come together to create life, already right there, he and I are both men. So, I mean, and of course that only makes sense in terms of us being twin flames, but the point then shows that I don't have to be a woman to connect with a man. Like you don't have to be a man to connect with a woman. Like the twin flame stuff is the same gender because gender is literally just us putting a word on which side of the pole you resonate with most because <laughs> spirits use like one pole to express themselves and this pole has two opposite sides so one side of the pole we call a man the other side of the pole is a woman but this pole is infinitely long and infinitely detailed and we can come up with all these different words in between man and woman as far as like the concepts and like what they're supposed to be right so Anubis, like the real question, like at that point is which one of us is the most, is more feminine? Is Anubis more feminine than Tehuti or is Tehuti more feminine than Anubis? Who, who's the man here, right? Cause if we're both men, then that's cool. But as far as the energies and the way that we create life, one spirit must play more of a subconscious role while the other spirit plays more of a conscious role and that's how life is created so like when you see like a man and woman together or like men and women getting married or just masculine and feminine energy in general the masculine energy is about projecting and the feminine energy is about reflecting and life can only come from these two so This is where like you as a spirit, if you believe you are a man, like if you literally believe like I am a man, then you're only projecting, right? Like now you're just like, you're just focused on projecting ideas out. Whereas if you believe as a spirit, okay, I'm a woman. Like I'm a, like, this is who I am. I am a woman. Then you're focused on reflecting and absorbing the ideas that are projected out by men. And this is how we create life as children so you as a spirit are your own father projecting out your own seed you as a spirit are your own mom absorbing your own seed into your womb and then you cultivate your seed and grow your own life inside of yourself to then create a child that allows you to express yourself so this is why as children as chi we are all the natural expressions of how our parents have sex internally. Thus, there's no gender, right? Like, but we do resonate with one energy over the other based on the body 
that we express ourselves as. So if you're a child that is in a female body, then that means that as a spirit, you resonate more with your mom than your dad. If you are a child that's in a male body, then you as a spirit literally resonate more with your dad than your mom. And now what you're going to do in your physical expression of your life is find someone who balances out how you express and how you resonate, literally. So you as a spirit, once you are like, okay, I'm a man and a woman, I combine these to express myself. And if I'm about to express myself, I choose man. You're subconsciously going to be looking for and hoping to connect with a spirit that amplifies your feminine qualities. And really, my bad. Um, you're going to be looking for a spirit that amplifies your masculine qualities with their feminine qualities. So if you as a spirit are a man, then that literally means that you want to be a man. If you as a spirit are a woman in a female body, then that means that you want to be. And what that really then means is your relationship with figuring out, okay, so I want to resonate more with this energy, which means that I have to communicate in certain ways to create the ability to receive the energy that supports who I want to be. So if you're a man, right, that means you want to be a man. And thus, you're going to want to be around women because women amplify men. If you're a woman, then that means you want to be a woman. And as a woman, chances are you're going to want to quote unquote, lock down, secure, get married to a man because that's how women create life, right? Like women literally as water, they need to get stable, get secure. And the man is supposed to provide that. So this is just how it plays out in physical reality as far as conscious and subconscious, right? So the consciousness is always there to stabilize the subconscious. The man is there to stabilize the woman. Your thoughts are there to stabilize your feelings. Your earth is there to stabilize your water. Structures are always there to stabilize chaos. It's just always, of course, that awareness of knowing you are not the thing that you are using to express yourself. So I resonate more with being a man because clearly I'm here projecting out ideas as the God of wisdom, as the messenger of Mercury. It kind of wouldn't make much sense for me to be flying around as a woman. Okay. It, it wouldn't make much sense for me to be going around projecting uh, masculine energy out in a feminine body. Spirits do it. I love that spirits do it. I love masculine women. I mean, I love masculine women because I am a feminine dude. So, and this is why I can talk about these things like this. Like, I'm meant to be a man, always. I'm always meant, <laughs> I'm saying always, but it's, ah, it's funny, whatever. I'm meant to be a man in terms of when I find myself in the male body, it's because I am producing and projecting out ideas. But it's because internally I'm so feminine that I'm very reflective and very connected with the universe. So I, I, I'm, I genuinely just truly feel like anything that I'm producing is incredibly valuable. And that's just coming from my knowing of who I am subconsciously then.
and this is the nature of um, man and woman. Literally, as a spirit, when you serve yourself, okay, when you as a spirit, when you as a woman serve yourself, right, when you cook for yourself, when you clean yourself, when you have sex with yourself, when you please yourself, when you touch yourself, when you feel good about your own circumstances, you create something that is worth expressing. That's your man, right? So now your man can leave the home and go do work outside the home, right? This is me right now being outside of my home doing work as a man because I connected inside of my home and with the universe so much that I feel like I have things worth expressing. So then this is where on the outside, I would naturally, especially with all, all these wild situations I've had at conventions and with groups of girls and stuff, this has been what I've naturally had to reflect on and realize so I can uh, educate and communicate about it. In terms of even just me making the superhero costumes that I do, and making the Spider-Man Black Panther costumes on my own and just being a natural artist, when I step out of my space and go to conventions, I'm not in control. I'm not in control of how women react to me. I'm not in control of how girls react to me. So it's like, this is why I, had to, I have to develop symmetry. Cause honestly, I, I develop symmetry to also protect me. <laughs> I mean, that's the point though. Like when you step outside of your own space, you have to protect yourself because you're not in control of how people are connecting with you. You as a spirit are only ever in control of how you connect with yourself, just straight up. Like that's literally it. So the moment that you step out of your space to connect with other spirits, you are in chaos universe land. And now you could very well find yourself being like a Jew or a Christian being like, wait, where's God? Where's God? I need a superhero, Jesus save me because you forgot that you literally chose to step into hell so that you could communicate what could not be communicated. But then the fact is, if you don't have that awareness like I do, then you probably don't have anything worth communicating. And you are the definition of a white supremacist consumer where you are now here to learn about yourself based on everything that you're eating. So you're not creating anything new for the universe. Uh, you're here to eat everything that has been created to make the universe a thing. And hey, that's the balance. All right, that's what's necessary. The man is the producer, the woman is the consumer. And then it takes that combination for the consumer to actually make the producer or the creator matter, right? Like if I'm a man here and I'm just producing and I'm like putting out all this stuff, but there's no feminine spirit, there's no womb to receive it, then my ideas are literally going out into nothing, right? Like as a man, I'm over here just ejaculating out into nothing. My seed isn't going into earth to then fertilize and grow fruits. So this is why men and women are equally important, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, and, but if like the universe is like, if the universe is correlated to anything, the universe is clearly a woman. The universe is the womb for your imagination. Just like the internet is a microcosm of the universe. Here we are building the internet, right? The internet is the universe. It's the womb that is creating life out of our ideas. Okay, so that's what women do. Like that's the subconscious, that's the infinite eight. That's what your soul does, all right? So when you as a spirit use your feelings to serve your own thoughts, to serve your own soul, 
then boom, you are literally creating nine, right? That's the R being 18. You figure out who you are. So when you penetrate your feelings into, when you penetrate your ideas into your soul repeatedly, so that's literally you taking your idea penis and just like putting it in your soul and feeling good because all this wet friction of your soul, right? Your soul would then be like your vagina and it's just rubbing all up in your ideas and then your ideas can shoot out feelings and just shoot out inspiration into your soul that now your soul is creating plants from that. Your soul is creating a garden. This is your ST ability. Here you are with Dissect the Dialect. You having sex with yourself is you figuring out who you are by bringing your one into your eight, by taking your individual ego into your soul repeatedly to create your own realms and realities. And that's literally you having sex with yourself. And then the more you do that, the more that once you step outside of your space and just like create this environment, you will be able to connect with people who uh, you actually resonate with. So this is just how we create life as spirits. It takes all of us building things together so we even have the opportunity to connect. Otherwise, we're all just straight up alone in our imaginations. And all of our men are just shooting out seeds into nothing. And like, there's like no woman to hold on to it. So the point of all of us as spirits feeling like connecting with ourselves first is that we should feel like we have something that's worth communicating. Our woman should feel like our man is worth serving. And the more that our woman feels like our man is worth serving, the more our man will be pleased to be able to serve the world. Boom. It's lit. That's just the whole nature of reality. So this is like, and I'm saying all that um, to bring hyper clarity to my principle of gender. Like this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about things being gendered. Okay. So like me here is Chase. Me here is like, when you look at all my past lives, I'm a man. Best believe that every time I'm a man, I'm a very feminine ass man. Okay. Like I'm very much in my feelings. <laughs> I'm very much connected with the universe and the subconscious realms and uh, bring awareness to how spirits have created life right now from the past so that we can constantly just move forward into a better future together. So this is what um, gender, yeah, there we go. That, that is the principle of gender as far as polarity and rhythm and everything. And like once you as a spirit know that you are combining man and woman together and then you step outside of your space, you pick one body so that you can find like your counterpart, basically. You can find... Uh, if you're a spirit that resonates more with being a man, then now you are looking for the spirits that have feminine energy, which you resonate with so that they can amplify your man. And then if you're a spirit that is in a female body, then you're looking for a, a man that has masculine energy that you resonate with and that you feel like 
amplifies your feminine energy. So life is only ever us finding uh, the spirits that we can be ourselves with, literally. And all you're gonna do in any relationship that you're ever with, in, ever in, is learn about yourself. Learn about who you are. That simple. That's um. That's what life is. It's lit. So this is. I've, I'm pretty sure I just said almost everything that I kind of want to say right now. Um. These are Hermes's seven principles of how spirits use light to architect life. And thus then just like the laws that I've observed and putting it into words. And then of course, you know, me bringing logic to it, explaining it, how, what, what is gender even, right? In fact, I'm about to go through this even shorter real quick. Um, just so that we can get a quick recap before we peace out. All right, so one, Everything is mental because you are building your mind by combining your man and woman. Okay, so you are literally communicating how you have sex and this is what we are all doing. So all of us as spirits are constantly communicating how we have sex with ourselves internally so that we can create the situation to have sex with spirits that we resonate with externally. Lit. Number two. The principle of correspondence is then knowing that everything corresponds with how you communicate. And how you communicate internally is what's building your ability to communicate externally. So your first communication internally is combining your fire and water, combining your thoughts and feelings. So this is why the mind is communication, air is communication. And thus, anytime you're communicating with another spirit, you are getting the result of them communicating first with themselves internally, right? Like anytime we're having a conversation, we're having so many way more internal thoughts to ourselves before we show them to each other, <laughs> right? Like that's the point. We censor ourselves like, oh, okay, wait, I'm having this internal communication, but let me make sure I say this so that we can keep the flow of conversation going, right? So that's correspondence, knowing that everything is... Uh, as far as as above, so below, the idea that when you find yourself in a dense vibe, it's because you wanted to make your feelings matter in the most stable and practical way. And that's what this looks like. And then if you want to be God, that's like the highest feeling ever, which is the closest feeling to nothingness. And to ultimately truly be God, you just have to transform out of your body, jump off a building. <laughs> and then you're going to remember why you made that body and be like ah oh, fuck <laughs> so i i did all that just so ah oh, ah oh, fuck damn like you're telling me like damn ah oh. so and again you know if you as a spirit uh really feel like killing yourself is the answer that's why i'm not here to judge that because it very well was this is why uh life is so individual so it's really easy for someone to tell you, like suicide is never the answer, you should never kill yourself. Um, but I'm not gonna be the one to tell you that because I'm not you. You know, I'm, I I'll tell you that you should never kill someone else, 
because that's empathy and you are breaching the law of consent the cosmic sea that makes the sea connect and communicate properly is consent so yeah boo shame on you if you want to kill someone else but if you want to kill yourself because you want to hang out with your spirit or you just want to do something else uh i mean i'm more than happy honestly to support you in that <laughs> you feel me it's just that um my support is going to be letting you do it alone my support isn't going to actually be uh helping you do it my support is going to be oh you want to kill yourself okay well if you're strong enough you'll make it happen but if you're not strong enough then sounds like there's something stronger keeping you here because I don't mean strong in a negative way of like, oh, kill yourself. Like, no, no, it's literally your feeling, right? Which feeling is stronger, something or nothing. Okay, so that is our principle of polarity. Did I even talk about um, vibration? It's basically everything I'm saying anyway. Everything's vibration. So literally light vibration versus dense vibration. Which vibe matters to you? Because that's the pole that you're going to be polarized towards. So if you resonate more with the vibe of being something then yeah, it doesn't matter how much you think about killing yourself. You're never actually going to do it. I mean, like, cause I think about killing myself every day. I never get close to the feeling of wanting to do it. You know, it's just literally like thoughts. That's like, it's all spiritual shit of like, Hey, what if you just detach from here? <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, but that's, that, that's not the point actually. And then I get to learn about why I'm here by talking to myself, literally. All right. So, that's the point of you as a spirit creating the opportunity where you even feel like you want to kill yourself because then it's like your vibration is stopping you and now you get to communicate based on how you connect with your vibration. Why am I not killing myself? What individual imagination would I like to channel into the universe that only I can do? Because clearly then it is this idea. It's whatever individual ideas that I have to communicate that are stopping me from killing myself so that I'm alone in those ideas. Okay? So that's how your vibe polarizes whether you would rather experience yourself as nothing or something. And thus, now we have the principle of polarity where it's, I mean, that's just you as a spirit observing your feelings. So this is why life is three. So you as the observer, like, oh, there's nothing in something and then boom, boom, boom. So you're the mind. And then your nothing is your spirit and your something is your ego. And again, like you communicating all that is your mind. You connecting with all that is your soul. And that in and of itself, your soul specifically, is what dictates your rhythm. Because you're going to go back and forth between how you want to connect with something versus nothing. Right? You don't always want to be something. And then the way that you want to be something is changing. Okay? So... It's all about that, literally, as simple as possible, um, how polarity works and how then your rhythm is literally you wanting to dance with others. You are using your feelings to create music that allows your imagination to be expressed with other imaginations. So now we can feel understood, even though we never actually uh, truly understand each other. You are you. I know you don't understand me. I know that I am literally here talking to myself right now. You're listening to me. I'm using words that I feel.
feel like you connect with, but again, like I, you don't understand me. Cause also the fact is like the way that I'm translating my mind through these words, it's never going to be as clear as what I'm seeing. The words that I'm using are earth. I'm using words to stabilize what I'm seeing. So it's never going to be clear. Every time I lay a word down, every time I lay a brick down to express a pyramid or to build a structure, right? To express how I'm feeling, to communicate my space. Every time I lay a brick down to stabilize my space, it is immediately at the whim of your own projection. Just like these Jewish uh, colonizing Christians can look at the pyramids and say that Jewish slaves were used to build them. When in reality, that's the ultimate projection of them enslaving and stealing everything from indigenous peoples <laughs> and needing to say that I, as Thoth, built my vibrational pyramids with slave labor because it's the only way they can perceive reality. So it's why it doesn't matter what words I'm using. Like the moment I present a word, you're only able to perceive it based on your own memories. So this is why um, I'm even like having these podcasts be so long <laughs> because I have to make sure that we are correlating these words properly and that you are uh, clearly able to understand what I mean when I'm saying certain words and how I'm connecting all the words that we have to uh, express life. Because if I was not doing this work of making sure that we're connecting and correlating words properly, then we will be lost. We will be lost in the words that are used to colonize our space. We will be lost in the ideas that are penetrating our souls. Instead of us knowing that we feel like being penetrated by these ideas, our souls feel like being penetrated by English so we can connect with each other. And now we can use our souls to consciously connect about how twisted and horrible English is. And now that allows us to level up together because we know that this white supremacy stuff is super horrible and whack. So what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Much love. I'll talk to you later. Yeah.